Welcome to KuzaCast, where we interview some of the most influential people in tourism from around the world. My name is Graham Watson, and I'm the founder of Kuza Global. The word Kuza means a new dawn, and in 2023, we want to find out just how our guests are working towards that new dawn. Join us and subscribe to future episodes as we hope to inspire you with stories of strength and resilience in the tourism industry. All right, hello everybody and welcome back to another edition of KuzaCast. I'm here today with the fabulous Sam Chatham of Somewhere South. How are you doing today, Sam? Hi, Graham. I'm very well, thank you. Absolutely thrilled to be your, your last guest of the month. Oh, yes, yes, you're right. Yes, last guest of January. So, um, yep, the podcast is going very well. We're getting some great uh, reviews, some great feedback from, from all over the world. We've got... Uh, listeners in many many countries now um so yeah it's going well and i thank you so much thank you so much for agreeing to this i've known you for gosh more years than i think we both care to say a good a good few years now yes Um, yeah so um we both in the industry we love and very similar uh companies we both represent uh product and obviously love it otherwise we wouldn't be doing it you've also started a um a social media division as well, but we'll get into all of that a bit later. So, mm-hmm. so for those who, for the few who are listening that may not know Sam Chatham, uh, <laughs> um, can you just, yeah, just describe, uh, your career so far going right back to the, the Jersey days, um, a Jersey girl you were and, uh, let's, let's go from there. Thanks, Sam. Well, it actually went back a, a lot further than Jersey. Um, I mean, I grew up in the in the south of England, and um, people say I've still got an accent, but you know, um, I think the jury's still out on that one. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so so I like many girls of um, of my age at the time, you know, growing up in school, um, I wanted to be a hairdresser. I mean, isn't that what all girls want to be? And Absolutely. I actually fulfilled that that dream. Um, I started as an apprentice hairdresser. Um, it was a three-year apprenticeship, and I was into my second year. And um, they always say, or somebody famous once said, you're, you're always one decision away from a completely different life. Yeah. And it was definitely a sliding door moment for me because what happened was the couple that owned the hairdressers got divorced and basically sent me packing. Um, and although I desperately tried to get another internship, uh, apprenticeship, it was very tough. Um my parents had given me a good work ethic, so I really just got out there to find a job in the meantime. Um, and I actually took on a job as what they called in the UK, and they still call it a, a, a chambermaid. Obviously, it's like a room attendant over here yeah. in the hotel. And it really was a means to fill a gap. I saw it as nothing more. Um, I still remember the horrified look on my mother's face because when she heard that I had to clean 12 rooms a day, um, oh you know, she basically made it very clear that I can keep one clean. Um, and yeah, but I actually started and it was just weird because it all happened so naturally. I actually just loved what I was doing. I had a few, um, sort of ups and downs. Uh, um, one memorable moment was when I handed in the Bible for lost property and <laughs> the housekeeper at the time said to me, she says, I don't know what I'm more shocked about, the fact that you've handed in a Bible for lost property or the fact that you missed it in the other 11 rooms. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But the point that I'm getting to is something that when you start working in a hotel or I'm sure other areas of hospitality, it's the camaraderie. You know, you're all in the boat together, um, probably more so than many other industries because it's very hard going, you know. Um, it's open 24 hours. There's not many businesses that have their doors open uh, 24 hours. So that was really where I started. And um, I ended up um, throwing the hairdresser idea out the window because the hotel, um, the 128 bedroom four star hotel that I was working at actually had a very good uh, trainee manager program. And um, I was very proud to be accepted onto that. Um, as a five-year trainee, because I didn't have any, unlike many of the other trainee managers, they used to come armed with a few sort of um, qualifications from the um, from their city and guilds, uh, that sort of thing. So I did those on day release, and I literally spent about a year, six months to a year, in every single department. 
So there's not a lot I don't know about the front or the back of house of, of hotels. And that eventually led me in about 1992 working in Jersey, the, the lovely Channel Island um, off the coast of France. And I actually stayed with the, the De Beer Hotel Group, which is what I'd started my training with. And I went on there and spent about three and a half years there in the food and beverage department, um, front of house, and yeah, various things there. Made it onto the front page um, of the news of the world. Um, there'd been a, a football footballers, um, Premier Division footballers staying there, and, and they got into a little bit of a fight. And oh. uh, I was the one that had to break it up. So you know what? <laughs> as long as you make the news somehow, hey? <laughs> yeah, of course. Absolutely. So yeah, and then and then basically I I spent three and a half very happy years there. And um my brother at the uh, at the time, well, he's still my brother, but at the time he was um living in South Africa. And I just thought, well, you know what, let's take a little bit of um uh, a, a sabbatical. And I came over for six months, and that was December. 1994. So it's a very exciting time to be in South Africa. Yeah, you know, um, tourism was just booming, um, about to boom again. And they were actually looking for people with some qualifications. So thankfully, I ticked a few boxes. And it wasn't too much of a, um, a difficulty at the time to get my work permit. A lot easier than it is now, I believe. Great. So that's me, really. Um, well, as far as how I got to South Africa, but then, um, then I actually um, started at the Peninsula Hotel in um, in Seapoint, um, and then I went on to spend quite a few years at the Winchester Mansions Hotel. I was yeah. very much part of the the whole refurb program there with Nils Hexer at the time, um, and indeed, I then moved across to sales and marketing. I just found that sales and marketing was just more my thing, really. I think it came with sort of an age thing. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then eventually I thought I need to actually get out of the, the actual operation side altogether. And that was when I started my own business called Somewhere South. So, and that's almost almost 15 years ago now. So, yeah, it's it stood the test of time. Yeah, congratulations. I think that's... Uh, that's um... Yeah, I mean, the, the, you you've definitely introduced a lot of a lot of people in the industry to some to some great product. Uh, me me personally as well. Your the products that you represent, uh, you know, you you you've taken the time to highlight them and arrange site visits and all that kind of stuff. So it's a uh, it's a great job to be in, and you you definitely you definitely know your stuff. Put it that way, yeah, and know know the right people, know Thanks. know what doors Thanks, to knock on. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So the the what I mean you obviously a very productive person I you know the what I know you is particularly over the the covid time you know you you didn't roll over you you got up and you you tried something new you found it socially together what would you what would you say I mean how how's your day structured in terms of uh in terms of your productivity time and the way you clear your mind how do you I know you wake up and go for lovely walks yes. in the morning yeah, <laughs> I'm very much an early bird. Um, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a night owl too sometimes, as I think you know. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I always tell people I might be one of the first to have a glass of wine in my, in my hand in the evening, but I'm also the first out of bed. So I yeah, think that yeah. sort of makes up for it. Somewhere. Of course. But my most productive time is probably between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. You know, you can really just get going on your day. Um you know, I obviously try to plan in advance, like everybody. In in many ways, you have to in terms of client meetings. Um, mm. But having the two businesses now, somewhere south and socially together, which is where myself and my former employee we're actually the business partners. Um, and having that business, that is more sort of um, of the moment. You know, social mm. media is what's happening now. Whereas my somewhere south business is more about planning ahead for the future, so um, I would say sort of they they, they complement each other quite well, um, but it's it's obviously a balancing act as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what uh, in terms of productivity tools? I mean, there's so many new things out there. How do you are you a are you a tech a tech person or a paper person? 
I've, I've had to become more tech. Obviously, when you, um, you know, are a business partner in a digital marketing agency, you have to, you have to be more tech. Yeah. But I have to say, I would give up all the fancy gadgets in the world um, for my camera, my my cell phone camera. I'm, you know, I'm the very first to get um, get the, the start taking pictures, um, whether it's on a personal basis or for business. You know, I really, I feel always feel very strongly that you, you as cheesy as it sounds, you cannot capture that moment ever again. Yeah. And. You know, and I get such huge pleasure out of looking back on my photographs, using them for business, mm. um, but also just, as I say, from a personal point of view. So don't ever take my camera away from me. It's, it really is one <laughs> of my best tools. Yeah, I mean, in this, in this line of work as well, it's, it's, as you say, you never know what you're going to see. Um, I know you represent the lovely Pumba in the Eastern Cape, which I've been to and stayed with my family, my daughter, when she was very, very young. Beautiful. Um, yes, yeah, stunning. And you, uh, you never know what you, what you're going to see on those game drives. So, um, but just, just well, describe. They've got the bit, white lions there. Yeah, the white lions. Absolutely. So just describe a bit more about socially together. I think, uh, obviously with, with, uh, somewhere south. A very similar company to to Cusa Connect, where we represent properties and we highlight it to, we knock on the right doors and we yeah highlight it to to in order to to sell the property and and get that uh, much needed footfall through through the doors. But what um, tell everybody what socially together is all about? Well, thanks, Graham, for that um, opportunity. Really, because um, there are people out there that still don't know I've got that side of the business. And what actually happened was a year before the pandemic, actually, more and more of my um, current somewhere south clients were, they were starting to realize like everybody, um, you know, if you're not online, you don't exist. And Mm. so naturally they were asking me about what they could do. And I just was lucky enough to have employed um, a very dynamic guy um, from Zimbabwe. Actually, I employed him when he was 19, so he was sort of, nice and fresh and and he was very open to um he he was very interested in tourism but he was also quite technical as well so and he he's a millennial so he was born doing all of this social media stuff you know yeah. it comes second nature um and we soon realized that our very separate and very different skill sets together were actually a force to be reckoned with um, yep. because it's it's one thing having all the technical side, um, but that has to come with, um, you know, morals and, and sort of experience and knowledge about the industry. So I guess I had all the old school stuff um, and he had all the, um, the new world expertise. So yeah. we realised that if we put that together, that really um, how we came to starting socially together. And I'm very pleased to say that um, I think all of my clients, um, we actually also do the social media for. So not only do I pound, pound the pavements for them, but we now offer social media services, a full-on service for them as well. And obviously, right. we've got lots of other clients um, which are nothing to do with the Somewhere South portfolio. So they're very separate businesses, but at the same time, there's there's definite overlap there. Yeah. Yeah, the so social media is. I mean, I don't know how most businesses would have survived during the pandemic were it not for social media. I particularly, my business started, and if it weren't for things like LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram, how I would have got the word out, I don't know. So absolutely. You know. Well, well, I have to. You know, I think if 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 I'm honest, it really did put food on on both our tables, yeah, myself and Blackmore, during the pandemic because that business was actually growing because people were realizing, you know, they didn't have much um, marketing budget to to play with, but Mm. they were thinking, well, if I'm going to put it anywhere, let's put it into the digital side. Yeah. Um, And it's either to go, you know, but don't also, my advice is don't forget about the old school either because social media doesn't really have a face and it can be sort of impersonal sometimes. Whereas the face-to-face relationships are still extremely important. 
Well, to me anyway, definitely. And I think it's it's part of that that has kept me here for so long, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it is true. Everybody's um I don't think anybody can deny the the face to face. Whether whether that face to face is on a Zoom call or something or actual in an office is I think the jury is still out on on that. Um I think the face to face is is great, but um, you know, it comes it comes with the cost. So it's uh who knows we'll see as the next few years roll out where what uh what takes off more and it'll be interesting to to watch um as uh Definitely. as as it evolves i think as as the millennials come up into being in their their 30s and 40s um being used to you know staying um maybe not moving around as much you know, and and, and mm. doing things on the screen. It's going to be a very interesting evolution of how business gets done. Absolutely. So you you described very different, uh, you know, obviously very different uh, aspects of your career so far. What 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 didn't you expect? Where where like where you were going? Obviously, your move to South Africa was was uh, different. But was there anything that you that you didn't expect? That happened. Yeah, well, I have to say, I mean, the move to South Africa was probably the biggest surprise. I mean, the very fact is, um, without giving any any age numbers away, I have actually been living here longer now than I did in the UK. Um, yeah. And so, so that was a real shock for me. Um, but I think the other thing is, is that I was always an operations person through and through. Um, I was the one that loved being up the front um, with the guests. You know, I was I was actually painfully um, anal about about going through the arrivals lists and seeing if there was any sort of um, extra information I could learn about the guests that would enhance their stay. I still keep in touch with many of my past guests to this day mm. um, because. I built up, rightly or wrongly, I built up friendships with many of them because I honestly used to, I was so passionate about the operation side that um, that, that it made me feel like I was actually welcoming people to my house, you know. Yeah. I know that sounds a bit exaggerated and perhaps it is, but I was extremely passionate about being a hotelier and mm. I never, ever thought that I would I would sort of go away from that. But in the end, I think it was um, – you can almost be too passionate about something because when you are working in a big sort of structure with obviously a team, you really need everybody to be on the same page. And I think I got to the point where, you know, I became a bit of a control freak. I'm, I hold my hands up. You know, mm. I would sort of – because I didn't trust maybe people to to do what I would do, I would end up working sort of like I'd be on the phone when I got home at, at night, you know, has mm. this been done? Has that been done? Yeah. And and in the end, I don't think I realised it at the time. It wasn't a conscious decision. But um, that energy has been redirected into sales, which I think is actually what I perhaps should have been doing um, a lot sooner. Yeah. Well, I mean, you found the niche I'm eventually. A delegator, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what? What? I mean, the last three years has been horrendous for a lot of people. What? Uh, what? As we hopefully are now coming out of it and seeing the light, uh, you know, touch, touch wood, touch everything we've got about that. Um, what? 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 Yeah, is, what absolutely. has taught you about? Yeah, what has taught you about the tourism? I mean, I've learned so much about the tourism industry and its people. And what what do you, what have you particularly learned about the industry as a whole? Well, I think the very first thing has to be that we are a whole lot more resilient than we would have ever ever imagined. I often think, you know, if if I don't know, we got a phone call from god or somebody yeah. and and said listen you guys are not going to have any business for the next two and a half years but you will survive i would have thought they were off their rockets you know yeah and yeah. this is the thing sometimes not knowing what's going to happen is your is the best policy mm. um and so i think you know, no, none of us would have ever imagined that we would survive. Um, and, and sadly, we, we can't ignore the fact that many didn't. 
Yes, but of I course, think yeah. our industry was definitely one of the most resilient. Um, and also it's, it's actually, um, it's put a lot of things in perspective. Every now and again, you know, we all have bad days. And what used to be a really bad day before is now a piece of cake because, <laughs> you know, I mean, we've, we've all been there now, not earning money, you know, not knowing whether, when we're going to work again type of thing. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it sounds so cheesy, but it really does make you appreciate um, everything a lot more, um, not just in work, your personal life as well. Mm. Um, and also I think it taught me that, again, as an industry, we have to be one of the biggest bunch of passionate people out there because, I mean, you know, so many of us didn't see each other for so long and, um, you know, and I remember when, when I went to Indaba last year in World Travel Market, just seeing people for the first time in three years, it was just like, yeah. wow, you know. And yeah, it was yeah, amazing. I, I don't know whether that's the same in all the industries, but I think it's very special, you know. Yeah, I mean, so tourism industry. I think industry, we need to take that with us going forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the that's the thing. I mean, it's come up in a few other conversations. I think the... You know, I think we mustn't forget. I think the when when the nasty emails come through and all those kind of things, I think we just need to remind ourselves. Um, or even yeah. if we are a culprit and send one, you know, I think it's um, it's important to realize what we've all been through and help each other survive and you know uh, come rise up again. And yeah, I think sure. that what 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 has crossed my mind is that you know as as we discuss how we've kind of pulled through and our visions for our businesses going forward there may be people out there thinking well why is everybody else doing so well while well, i'm still stuck you know and and all that kind of stuff yes. and which you know to those to those people who are thinking that it's important to realize that you know the it's everybody is still in the same boat. There is a lot of, there is a lot of uh, recovery still going on. We are all very much in recovery mode. And I don't think that anybody should feel that they're being kind of left out in that recovery because no. yeah, we're all, and that's, that's kind of the message that I want to get out too, is that, you know, just because businesses are, are posting fabulous things on social media mm. um, doesn't mean that there is still nail it's all sunshine moments. and roses behind the yeah. scenes. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's it's you know it's um you know as as we're all kind of fighting back and coming through again, I, I just important for anybody listening to think, sure, you know what everybody else seems to be doing so well. What's what am I doing wrong? They mustn't feel that way at all because. Um, it's uh i think we we definitely all need each other and we must all just help help each other you know i do a lot of a lot of work um and that i'm happy to share and other people are like my god why are you sharing that that's that's you know i'm like well because it's it's you know what's the point of 50 of us doing exactly the same thing yeah you know it's it if one, yeah if one person does it it's like everybody can share and then they can get on to doing something and perhaps share that back with me so it's it's um sure. yeah it's a very it's a very collaborative um industry and a very one one i'm proud to be part of i was also part of the entertainment industry at one point in my life and it's a very very similar bunch of people very flat, very very um outgoing and and uh people with with big hearts. Yeah. yeah and people yes. with 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 big hearts and uh you know i mean we were at your your place the other day in cape town and you know just a lovely bunch of without without um without even realizing it how like-minded we we all are and and it just seems that yes. seems natural that we're all we all just come together um and when when i'm not sure as you say how many other industries there are out there where where your colleagues are your become your best friends you know yes yeah and um, no absolutely yeah and and you know competitors i mean how many competitors were there at your place the other day and oh. yeah i mean you know all competing for the same piece of the pie but yet yes, getting on right. like houses but, yeah so it's great yeah like you say you know we're stronger together you know definitely um definitely post pandemic i think we've realized that you know yeah and i think that there's nobody that there's nobody 
I, don't, I can't think of one person that was sort of unscathed emotionally, no. mentally, financially. And, you know, I think that that teaches a lot of people humility that mm. may have not had that before. So when everybody is in the same boat, it's it does teach you the humility that you need in order to get those relationships and keep those relationships yeah. with people. And, um, and yeah, that's, you know, I think that, uh, yeah, I think we should just all keep remembering that and don't lose the spirit of what we all had during the pandemic, um, no. you know, as we go forward. And if there are frustrations, just, you know, take a deep breath, mm. remember what we've all gone through uh, before you hit send on that email or text or whatever. And, and, you know, I think we just must remember all of that. So, a question I always like to to ask uh, people: what uh, What do you think? What What is What is the last three years taught you about yourself in terms of uh, surprises? And I know for me, I'm very surprised at in a good way about what I learned mm-hmm. about my, myself. What What did you learn about yourself? Well, I think I think, like I say, uh, you know, very resilient, um, but also I actually also learned that. Because, I mean, I've always been a running around like a headless chicken type of person, you know, an organized he- headless chicken. But, you know, I, I I try to fit in the absolute maximum to every day. And mm. sometimes it's to your own detriment, you know. And all of that came to a halt during lockdown. I mean, we couldn't even go out for a walk. No. Try explaining that to three dogs, you know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, yeah. So we all, but we made a plan, you know. I I've got a fairly small house, as you know, as you know, and and I I managed to do like a little circuit. I had to do yeah. sixty circuits. But yeah, yeah, we, yeah. You know, it was it was it was fun. So so yes, we we are more resilient. We're more, um, you know, what's the word, inventive, um, you know, than we thought we were and everything. Um, but I also learned that I don't want to go back to being that complete and utter headless chicken that I was. I'm still a mm. headless chicken, but not not as much as I was because yeah. now I've definitely got more balance in the fact that I do I do more online meetings than I did before. Um, mm. Instead of my whole day being about, you know, driving to the next appointment yeah. and the traffic and, and all of that. So I probably have got a lot less stress from that point of view. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, I think like everybody, it's also trying to find that balancing act between what things, what good things you learn that you want forward. And then, you know, there's also a few things which I think, oh, God, I wish we could go back to doing that, you know. Um, So, and everybody's trying to do that exact same thing. So all you've Mm. got to hope is that while you're all sort of balancing on the seesaw, that you sort of, you know, slot into other people's lives as well, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I just hope that um, we do get to a, a time. I mean, we must never forget the pandemic, never, ever, ever, um, because that has also changed us. Just mm. the very fact that it happened, we we and we've never seen anything like it before. You walk around with not not or not a worry, but just this fact in your brain that tomorrow your life could change. Mm. Um, yes, you know, and you not have work for years. But you know what? The truth is, it always was like that. Maybe not the pandemic. We didn't realize that was around the corner. But we might be having our last day on earth today, you know. Mm. So, in many ways, I've always lived um, my, my life to the full. Um, mm. And I always think it's great. It's a good thing every now and again to actually ask yourself, if I was to leave this earth tomorrow, would I have any regrets? And, you know, there's always those things like, oh, I shouldn't have had that last glass of wine, I shouldn't have eaten so much, <laughs> or things like that. But I'm talking on the bigger picture. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's not an awful lot I would change, you know. So, and I think that's that's a good thing, you know. So, and if you do come up with a different answer, well, then make sure you make that change before before you have your last day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. I think easier uh, said than done sometimes. Easier to say all of that. Um, but but yeah, I also think just going back to um, you know, just to bring it back to the industry, 
is that, and talking about the passion, um, I also think that a lot of people during the pandemic actually realized, you know what, life is too short to do a job that I actually didn't enjoy. Mm. Um, because there are people in every industry that they're just doing a job. Mm. Whereas what about the difference about the tourism and hospitality is that it actually shows. So mm. if you, you know, you've got to have that passion. And um, whether you're cleaning bedrooms, whether you're a waiter or whether you're taking accommodation bookings, if you don't have that passion for what you do, it will show. It's not, um, you know, when you're working in a factory or somewhere like that, you, you don't necessarily need to have passion. Well, I, maybe that's wrong. Maybe you should have passion in everything you do. But what I'm trying to say is you can you can do it in private, whereas mm. in the hospitality, you are on the front line. And so I always say to people, um, one of your questions actually was, you know, what do you say to people that are wanting to succeed? And what I always say to people is be the best you that you can be, whether that mm -hmm. is cleaning a room or, or, or whatever, and always try to seek out extra knowledge. You know, don't wait Absolutely. for somebody to tell you. Yeah. Make sure that you, because knowledge is power. Yeah. And the other thing is I'm, I'm so blessed to be able to say, I don't think maybe apart from, a, as a paper, my paper round, my newspaper round when I was about 16. But I'm very blessed to have not really had any jobs where I didn't love what I did. And in fact, actually, um, on my wall, um, I've actually got the words, do what you love, love what you do. And, and the point that I'm getting to, and sorry, I'm a bit long winded sometimes, but is the fact that, um, you can always learn more skills, but you can't learn the passion. That has to come from the heart. And, you know, and if you find yourself that you are watching the clock, because I can honestly say, I don't think, I'm not going to say I've never had it, but very rarely do I look at the clock and think, oh, is that all it is? It's actually the opposite. I think, yes, oh me my God, too, I, yeah. wish I, I wish I had, had more time. Hours in the day. Yeah, yeah. This is why I love summer because it's like it gives me that extra two hours. I can actually start my day at five, you know. Yeah. Um, but my final point that I'm getting to is that if if you ever find yourself being a clock watcher and not loving what you do, life is too short to carry on doing that, mm. you know. So find what you do love. And I think in the pandemic, a lot of people actually, not just in our industry, they were forced to do a side hustle or or get a job wherever they could. And they actually haven't gone back to that industry because they yeah. found something that they had a passion for, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, we've all been to we've all been to guest houses, hotels or restaurants where you you know, you get served by uninterested people. Mm. I'm so always close to sense saying, you know, get out of this industry. It's not for you because you know, yeah. you've got to yeah. be able to show that you love what you do. Yeah, I mean, I think your your point of 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 knowledge and and powering yourself. I've I've said it for for years. And one of the one of the most frustrating things I ever heard anybody say was, "I can't sell Botswana because the company hasn't trained me on Botswana." Oh. And and I I just thought, well, that is such a short sighted comment because. In order to be the best you can be, don't rely on other people to yeah. make you the best you can be. Um, everybody, there's 8 billion people on the planet and everybody needs to, you know, empower themselves. You know, if, if, if you want to succeed, if you want to get promoted, if you want to do better, then be the person mm -hmm. that knows Botswana when everybody else doesn't because you've but taken the time to study especially it. Especially in the world we live in, Graham. I mean, um, yeah. I'm, again, I'm not showing my age, but we had to go to encyclopedias if we wanted yes. to. Yes. Yeah, nowadays, <laughs> nowadays yeah. You, yeah, yeah. I mean, I when I lived in America, I had a lot of spare time. 
And I would, yeah, I mean, watch Netflix documentaries, get books, subscribe to National Geographic. I did all of that to empower myself to be able to be better at my job. And not because the company suggested it or paid for it or anything. It's because I wanted to be better and it was self-investment. And, and that's, you know, that's what you've got to do. So during the pandemic and even now there's, there's a lot of free courses online. A great resource called Coursera, which which I've used uh, to do, you know, just teaching um, even things like Excel or Word or mm-hmm. you know things things that'll make you better at your job. Don't don't rely on the company to to that you work for to train you and make you better. Completely. In order, yeah, you you must do it yourself. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's, it's never been so- easier. It's never been. No, easier. It's, it's never been easier for free content and and to no. empower yourself. And yeah, I mean, it just shows. And, you know, I had, I had my brother on the other day on a podcast and, you know, he's the, the CEO of the first equity group, which, which owns Satsub, the insurance brokers. And, you know, his, his advice to young people was show your, your boss that you are wanting to move up, you know, go to him or her um, and say, I, have studied Botswana as an example, and I'd like to be the lead consultant on Botswana quotes, you know, and it's, it's that, it's that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't use it as a selling point for your, for your progress. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, if you're going to wait for somebody else to, to put the ladder in front of you to start walking up, you're going to be waiting a long time, you know, build, build, build your own ladder and climb it. You know, and because if you're gonna, you know, everybody's looking out for themselves in in a in a very not not horrible way, but everybody's, you know, and um, you have to look out for your, yourself and and do what what you can do and put your hand up and scream and shout and not literally, but but show people your ambition, you know, <laughs> yeah, show people your ambition and and that's that's what um, you know, and and I I was at a conference in Botswana in October where there were lots of young SMEs and you know just just starting out and you know they were coming up to me and and because I was on a, a panel and they were asking me for advice and uh, you know everything like that and I, and I just said you know network 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 just be around other people all the time yeah. in your you know it's like. Yeah, I mean this this week coming up in London, there's a, an ATA function, and there's the Destinations Travel Show at Olympia, and you know, there's just it's just important to be at all these things because you, I think, what we what comes as second nature to us, uh, a, a conversation with a glass of wine at a bar can lead to actual money in your back pocket. You know that because it's Absolutely. you know you, it's it's you speak to somebody and and something clicks in yeah. their mind. Um, so that yeah, I mean that's that's the advice I would I would give. Don't um, and and also if I feel like lying in sometimes or having a, a sleep in, I I think to myself, you know, this is this is time I could be spent generating potential revenue and generating um something. So do I lie here, or do I embrace every opportunity possible to 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 rise up again? And, uh, you know, after the pandemic. And I think that's, it's all about just drive. It's, it's really is just keep going, keep going, keep going. That's what, I mean, I I know I've probably overused the word passion in this, this, um, interview, but it, it is at the end of the day, it is to me actually more important sometimes than your, than your, your skill set. Because if you've got the right passion, you will learn how to do what you need to do. Yeah. Um, you know, you can, not everything, but you can teach most things. But that attitude, it's very hard for people to change change an attitude. You know, that's a little bit harder. You've got to really dig deep. But um, but we've all had to do that hey, in the last yeah, for sure. last few years. You know, so we can we can do it, I guess. And I also think yeah. that 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 productivity is increasing in terms of, as you said, you you have um, Zoom meetings or, or or you know online meetings. Um, instead of having to waste time in traffic. Absolutely. Whereas no, before that's, that's a brilliant yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, whereas before it was it was I don't think it ever crossed your mind. No. To say to say let's do this via a, a video link, you know, because it seemed very back to the future risk. <laughs> it was it was it was <laughs> like, okay, let, let me let me book the flights. I mean, think about it. For one meeting in Durban or two meetings in Durban, how many how much time out of your day was spent for that one hour, you know, just yeah. so you would, you would spend 
eight hours to to have one hour, whereas now you've got yes. those eight hours back. No. So, no, and that no. I'm very grateful for, definitely. Yeah, and I think uh, it's it's also not taboo, you know. In fact, a lot of people will say, "Look, actually, you know, let's just do this online. Don't don't uh, don't come, don't drive in three hours or two hours or whatever." And you know, let's yes. let's. In fact, I think that meetings are assumed to be on zoom now or <laughs> uh, well, they certainly yes. were a few months ago assumed that it's yeah. going to be un- unless you actually state no 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 i'm actually wanting to come into your office so it's well it's, we, I think there we, definitely is um you know the, the office thing is coming back but also don't forget the other thing that people have realized companies just the sheer realization that their staff can all work remotely is yeah. now saving them from even having an office, you know, yeah, the, the yeah. huge expense. Yeah. So that think, that is sometimes a little bit of a, a downside, the fact that you can't go and see the whole team together. Yeah. Except well, online. That's, yeah, that is certainly the case in in the UK. And I've luckily managed to get quite a lot of um senior figures in the UK tourism industry that I'm going to be speaking to in the next few weeks as well. And and it'll be interesting to to hear what they say as well because again it's it is very much uh, a lot of people are working from home and um but what I which I think is is fine because um yeah. as long as things still can get done and yes. uh and as I've said to to other people, you know, if if managers think that just because someone's sitting at their desk in an office for eight hours, they're being productive for eight hours. They've got another thing coming, you know, <laughs> you know, they, yeah, they it's, it's not necessarily the case. It's we've all had to just think completely, completely out of the box. Yeah. So, yeah. And what do you think the main difference, the lasting difference will be that the tourism industry or any, any industry learned from the, the pandemic? I think, I think to, to appreciate what you've got, both both personally and um, and work-wise, you know, don't take mm. your job for, for granted um, because it could be taken from you. And and also I th- I'm hoping that this one will be a double whammy and that is travel more, you know. Yeah. Don't put that holiday off. And and fr- from, from our own perspective, um, but also, you know, the more people travel, hopefully the more, um our industry will be um will, will grow back you know will will mm. recover so i know many people that you know i don't know they've got various bucket lists um trips in fact i was actually talking to friends in the uk last night um they came to south africa um for their honeymoon 27 years ago and they were going to sort of i think they were going to do something for their 30th anniversary and um they've said you know what Let's do it now. So they're actually they're coming in a few months. Um, oh wow! So that's that's amazing. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm hoping there's going to be more people out there to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, well. I think a lot of people had the opportunity to those who weren't affected by their jobs. They had a lot of opportunity to save uh, for for yes. three years for for a a huge uh, trip. And I'm finding certainly the queries that I've seen come through. Um, and, and have spoken to other people about that people are splashing out a bit more. Yes, so you are getting, exactly. you are, yeah, you are getting the upgrades and the, the better rooms and which, yeah. which is great because it's, uh, you know, until you've, until you've woken up in a, you know, we, we can both highly recommend waking up in one of those beautiful rooms such as you represent. Uh, oh, wow. and yeah, yeah. And look, looking out over the, and having a morning cup of coffee and a rusk. You know, at, at top past four, while the birds are tweeting, there's nothing better. There really is. Absolutely um, no. I was yeah. actually, again, I was saying to these people, you know, when it comes to safari, um, in in my view, you know, there's no compromise. You know, you, mm, you yeah, you have to go and do the real thing. You know, yeah. whether you go malaria free in the, you know, into the Eastern Cape or, or elsewhere, or you know, you go into, you know, the the Kruger, the Sabi Sands, and and all of that sort of thing. Um, no, I mean, well, we're sport for choice, really, aren't we? I mean, you could sit here forever talking about where to go. And I mean, some of the some of the 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 cost, uh, you know, you're getting three meals a day, two game drives, sometimes all all drinks, including beers and wines, and you know, and for yeah. for the cost is is the same as a as a room in New York or London, you know, and no, no, uh, completely. 
and it's the value for money is just and and you you won't you won't forget it you know it's one of those things yeah. that we can all confidently say that it it'll be an experience never to be forgotten even if it even if it starts bucketing down with rain some of those are my best uh, yes. memories too i used um, to refer to things um, as like i was very involved in 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 selling um gorilla um tracking safaris in uganda at one point well i still am um i've got social media clients um that do that and I think, you know, I used to call it a once in a lifetime experience, but yeah. why should it be once? You know, you can do things twice, you know, and Absolutely. you should do things twice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, there's, there's, no. there's things that, uh, like there's things that I've done. I think I've been to Disney world like five times in my life, you know, <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> things that I thought I would do one stick it off and, but something just keeps drawing me back. And, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, so safaris in Uganda, you know, uh, interestingly, you know, I'm working with with uh, with Pinnacle Africa now in Uganda, which is a DMC, and they've got a beautiful safari lodge as well in the Queen Elizabeth National Park, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's an amazing experience. Uh, and there, I saw hippos in mud, like like a, a like I don't know, thirty hippos in in this pool of mud, and I've never seen yes. anything like that before. So even at my ripe old age, I'm still seeing things I haven't seen before. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, being in Uganda was a lovely experience. Um, so there, there is just so much to do. Um, so what, what do you, I mean, what would you like to see change? Do you think there's anything that's, that still needs to change? Um, oh, oh, um, anything change? No, I mean, I think, you know, like I've said, you know, I think people's attitudes, I think we've all our attitudes have changed already for the, for the better, but we mustn't ever forget because, you know, mm. um, it's one thing sort of like, you know, appreciating everything, but, you know, you, it's very easy to forget how, you know, how bad things were and everything. So. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't forget. I think, yeah, that's the, that's the thing and yeah i mean things were were very very bad and and i say for a lot of people they may still not be seeing the the light and mm. it's important to to remind those that we you know we we're an industry in recovery and um yeah. don't have don't have recovery envy as i've come to no. call it don't don't no. think don't think that um you know other people are doing very well but you know it's 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 very much uh everybody's still still struggling to to come through and but but yeah it's good to, it's good to see i mean finally i mean even this time last year we were still on i think red lists and i don't know we'd just come off the red lists and there was yes, still exactly there was still there was still pcr tests i mean i I went I went out to Africa in February and I think I spent about 6000 rand on PCR tests. Yes, me too. So, I went I went to the UK. I was originally due to go on the 17th of December and that got cancelled because thanks to Boris putting us back on the red list for for three yeah. weeks. Um yeah. and then when he took us off that ironically um the borders opened again on the 17th of December when I was meant to go but of course mm. that flight was long gone. Um, mm. And I only got to go on the second of January, but there was still PCR tests, and it was still a very expensive mission, you know. Yeah, uh, and that um, long uh, passenger locator form—I remember that. Oh and, God, yeah, what a pain! What a pain! Yeah, you know, yeah. Please don't bring yeah, back but, any of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's and and that's what I keep reminding people. It's it's uh, you know people who businesses are maybe a bit frustrated that you know the income isn't flooding in. I keep reminding people that. We've only been traveling. The world has only been traveling since, about, I would say, June, yes. May, June last year, yeah. when the PCR test stopped, and that's that's not even at a fraction, and that is at a fraction of what it was, you know, in in, yeah, in June sure. 20, 2019. So, I think I think the introspection and okay, what what could we be doing better? I think will only come when we reach yes. um, twenty nineteen levels and and realize what we should be at four years later um and yeah. say okay fine we we are back to where we should be um you know and and only then can can we can we exhale i think you know um because we we need to get to that to that point and salaries need to get to that point you know it's all well being yeah. back on full salary but you can't always be living four years behind 
you know, no. um, no. and, and salary wise as well. Up still and yeah, everything's yeah, going yeah. up and you've got to be realistic. No, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Well, Sam, yeah. How do people get in touch with the wonderful Sam Chatham? You, if there's a well, business in, in South Africa looking for marketing? Absolutely. Um, my, my email address is Sam at somewhere south. I would say opposite of nowhere north. Um, <laughs> so Sam at somewhere south.co.za. Um, likewise with the website, um, www.somewheresouth.co.za. Um, and yeah, my, my cell number always at the end of the phone, 082-876-2072. So yes. And likewise for, you can also get hold of me if looking for any help with social media from the, the socially together side of things. That's great. Well, let's, let's hope you, let's hope, uh, we've, uh, yeah, there's someone listening that that may want your want your services or want to hear a bit more. They can reach out to me and I can put them in touch or reach out to Sam directly. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for all that you do for the industry. Um, you know, as I say, getting people together like this and yeah, for continuing to fly the flag um, all the way over there in the UK. It's quite funny that we've sort of swapped places. but Yeah, um, we've swapped. But yeah, yeah. but... But hasn't it also made the world a lot smaller, you know, this whole online thing now? So Oh yeah, yeah. No, it definitely has. And I always just look at it, you know, South Africa as a as a flight away. I can literally right now just get on a get on a tube to Heathrow and get on a plane and I'm there tomorrow exactly. morning. So it doesn't yeah, no, uh, likewise. it uh yeah, it's a very small, small world. But thanks, thanks, Sam, so much. We will uh I'll let you know when this goes out and uh I'm sure a lot of tourism industry folk will really enjoy what's what they've heard you say and uh and good luck with everything and we'll definitely keep in touch thank you very much no definitely okie dokie my battery's about to die now so it's all <laughs> great timing <laughs> okay thanks okay. sam thanks Ciao. graham have a great bye. day bye 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 thanks for tuning into kuzacast where we explore the world of tourism with leaders from all corners of the globe Join me, Graham Watson, for future episodes as we dive into the latest trends and insights from the industry. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating, and we'll see you next time on KuzaCast. <laughs>